Well, hi, everyone. Thanks for tuning in to the Dr. Joe Galati podcast, broadcasting high above the Texas Medical Center in Houston, purveyor of all things related to the liver, health and wellness, nutrition, food and cooking, and all around doctor banter and witty repartee with our experts that visit us. Our website is drjoegalati.com. If you'd like to send me a note, subscribe to our newsletter, or even see me as a patient. If you want to call and be part of the program, dial us at 888-438-9431. And now, on with the podcast. Thanks very much for tuning into this week's podcast. I really do appreciate your taking a little bit of time out of your day to listen to what on earth I am talking about. Now, this week on the program, I talk a little bit about Willie Nelson, my one of my favorite artists, Willie Nelson. And as a side story, which maybe I will in a future episode, talk about my encounter with Willie Nelson, how I spent about an hour and a half on his tour bus with him before a concert. And um, But anyway, Willie Nelson this week announced that he was giving up marijuana due to, you got it, lung disease. And so I get into a little bit of that. I, I, I talk about some data on lung disease and marijuana smoking and how it is just as bad or worse than smoking cigarettes. The remainder of the program really uh, deals with uh, a guest I had on the program, Bridget Gleason from Fox News Channel. She is a booking producer for Fox and Friends. And not only are we going to chat about her role as a booking producer, getting guests onto the program, I wanted to learn more about how they develop some health and wellness related topics. I find that all pretty interesting how, be it radio, TV, cable, or uh, network, gets these uh, ideas together. So we talk about that. But more importantly, Bridget and I are going to talk about the health and wellness of millennials. And this, I believe, is a fascinating topic, very much worth more attention that is given nowadays. And the numbers are startling. This is not good news for them. This is not good news for our kids, our grandkids, the young generation that is coming up. Things look a bit bleak, I have to actually say. So Bridget and I get into it a little bit deeper. And some of the things that she says... And, and keep in mind, she is not a medical person. She is a well-informed millennial. Lots of talents, but she is not in the formal medical space. And so this is a really an observation from somebody that is in the trenches as a millennial themselves. So stay tuned. I do appreciate it. Don't forget, go to drjogalati.com send me an email. I'm very eager to hear from our listeners and followers. It really does impact the topics and our presentation here. Thanks very much. This is your health first. 
the most beneficial health program on radio with Dr. Joe Galati. During the next hour, you'll learn about health, wellness, and the prevention of disease. Now, here's your host, Dr. Joe Galati. Well, another fine Sunday evening to everybody. I'm Dr. Joe Galati. Every Sunday between 7 and 8 p.m., we're here live bringing everybody the best in health and wellness. And my single-minded goal is to raise your health IQ. That's all. That is all we ask. Your health IQ goes up at least a few points every night that you listen to us. And uh, glad you're here. Beautiful day in Houston, 74 degrees. Is it really Christmas a few weeks from now? Bangor, Maine, 31 degrees. Bismarck, 24. It is cold out there. New York City, about 40. So um, if you're in the southern part of the United States, count your blessings. You're not going to be digging out snow this week. All right, let's get all set. So our website, drjoegalati.com. drjoegalati.com. Everything that we do is posted there. Links to all of our Social media, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, our our sites for the radio program, yourhealthfirst.com, and our medical practice, Liver Specialist of Texas, is all posted there. And most importantly, you can send me a message through the website. That's what this is all about, two-way communication. I speak, you listen, you respond back to me. Now, we're going to jump into something Earlier than usual, which we usually don't do, because it's the holidays and Christmas is coming up, we're going to give away two copies of Eating Yourself Sick. One for you, and hopefully you give a second copy of the book to a friend. And so our man Josh is ready to get the fifth caller, 713-212-5874, 713-212-KTRH. Call now. Fifth caller, two books. Make sure you give Josh your address and we will uh, send these out. So we'll uh, do that. All right, now, tonight on the program, Bridget Gleason. She is with Fox News Channel. She's a booking producer. I really don't know what a booking producer does for Fox and Friends. And we're going to chat about how she and her team develop segments that we all watch on TV, and especially the health-related. That's sort of what I'm interested in. And also chat about millennial health issues. There's a lot of information out there, and I've posted some on the website, millennial health issues. This is something that we are going to have to continue to talk about because some of the statistics are a bit concerning. And so our what I'm going to do now, the last couple of minutes that we got, This is an official Your Health First news alert. Nothing but the best here. All right, now, big news story today. Willie Nelson is no longer smoking pot. Yes, indeed. Willie has given up smoking pot. And when you look at the article that picked this up, and Willie is quoted as saying, quote, I don't smoke anymore. I have abused my lungs quite a bit in the past, so breathing is a little more difficult these days, and I have, I have to be careful. I've mistreated myself since I was little. Well, 
the the report also says that while he's not smoking, he is still using marijuana edibles. So he hasn't totally gotten off it. And in a uh, 2019 Rolling Stone interview, he credits marijuana with him still being around, saying that he might have still led a life with dangerous cigarettes. Okay, so he still has lung disease and his drinking habits. So he is saying that by smoking pot all these years, he didn't drink and he didn't smoke cigarettes. But either way, uh, it's not good. And and so what I have done here, and again, this is this is posted on the website. The American Lung Association has a very nice piece on the effects of marijuana on the lungs. Now, at another time, and we have in the past talked about the ill effects of, of smoking pot on all of the neurologic, behavioral aspects of it. But when you really, really look at it seriously and put aside all of the publicity that marijuana is safer than alcohol, and whoever said alcohol was safe, so it's, it's a little bit of a crazy comparison to say marijuana versus alcohol, but it definitely causes chronic lung disease in heavy users of marijuana. Now, the, um, you know, the way that marijuana is inhaled, smokers tend to inhale more deeply and they hold their breath longer than cigarette smokers, which leads to a far greater exposure to all of the smoke and toxins Compared to cigarette smokers, it does lead to chronic bronchitis, infections, and worsening of lung function. So from a lung aspect, it is not good. It is not a surprise that Willie has chronic lung disease now. All right, we're going to take a break. Don't forget, go to drjoegalati.com. Coming up, Bridget Gleason with Fox News. Stay tuned. Don't move. We'll be right back. Every Sunday between 7 and 8 p.m., your radio or smart device should be tuned in to Your Health First. I'm Dr. Joe Galati. Don't forget, drjoegalati.com, drjoegalati.com. And on the phone this Sunday evening is Bridget Gleason. She is a booking producer. She's going to tell us all about what that means for Fox and Friends. And if you've got cable TV, everybody knows that it's probably the number one TV show on cable in the morning. Bridget, welcome to Your Health First. This is your rookie appearance. It is. Thank you so much for having me. All righty. So first, why don't uh, why don't you just tell everybody what exactly you do at Fox and Fox and Friends and what a booking producer really does? A booking producer puts people on TV. They find the best talent, people who have great stories to tell, um, and we put them on TV. So as a booking producer myself, I seek out these people, individuals, and if they're good on TV, you know, they'll come back, and um, it's really a fun job, and uh, fast-paced at times, but it's a lot of fun. So that's essentially what my job is, in a nutshell. Yeah. Now, you know, who, who is it behind the scenes that comes up with 
the ideas on topics? Is it what's trending on social media in the front page of the New York Times? Do you sit around and huddle and, 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 and throw in a bunch of uh, pieces of paper with ideas? How does it all work? Yeah, no, that's a great question. I think for, I mean, all TV shows, ideas come from everywhere. Definitely social media with just the way that everyone's using uh, these social media platforms. A lot of stuff gets published, posted online, and that, uh, if it goes viral, that picks up really fast, and we try and get those stories or that content on our show with the best interviews. So, yeah, from a TV perspective, ideas come from, honestly, everywhere, uh, whether it's your own thoughts. Uh, so, you know, you're at home and you have this brilliant idea, so you bring it to the team, and uh, it's, you know, your job or essentially my job as a booking producer to bring that to life. So it's a lot of fun. We also have pitch meetings as well. So we talk uh-huh. about ideas, what's in the news. Definitely looking at news articles online, on our phone, in the paper. Yeah, so that, that's every, how it's done. Every, so every it's source. Now, now, do you ever sit around and say, we, the people on, say, Fox and Friends, we want to be the first person to get this particular person, thinking that they may be in demand in, in the days and weeks to come? Yes. Most definitely. Whether it's someone we just want to have on our show that, you know, is an author with a new book or a new TV show or someone that's made headlines and that has been in the news, we definitely are on top of that. And we think to ourselves, okay, we know this is coming out or know that this person is in high demand. Every show is calling for them. And it's my job to get on that and act quickly. And I think that's where just being an athlete as well, that comes into play with just the speed and uh, being a competitor and uh, yeah. just wanting to get that first story and get yeah. that first interview. But you're going to have to be charming on the phone as well. Oh, you have to. I mean, listen to me now. Come on. Yeah, I mean, look, look, we got, we got yeah. only the best here. Now, in, since this is a health wellness program, the, the twist mm-hmm. here is, and uh, I'll, I'll be honest, on, on the weekends I have more time to watch Fox and Friends. In the morning I have about a... 10, maybe 15-minute window where I pop on the station and I, I, I sort of take a, a, a small little snippet of what's on the program every morning. And, and um, you do favor, at times, and it may just be my bias, some health, wellness, medical, diet, nutrition-type topics from both physicians, uh, scientists, researchers, people that are in the, the lay public – how how do you as a group figure out from the health and wellness standpoint what's going to sell? Because at the end of the day, you really want people to tune in and 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 go back and look at it. So how how's what's the thinking there? And are there certain hot buttons that are more favored in a sense? From our perspective, like hey, we work in TV, but we're also people too. So a lot of it is oh, wow, I'm interested in that, or wow, that happened to me, or I eat this. Should I be eating that? The study just came out. And so a lot of it is things you know, that are posted online, say a trend is you know, circulating on social media, and we're like, hey, you know, everyone's talking about this new health trend or the keto diet online, and they're weighing in. Let's do a segment and get a doctor on is this healthy or not, or what, what is the takeaway from this diet, and what are the benefits? And then other times, you know, there's studies or just – Holidays. So around the holidays, we'll do segments on uh, the best and most healthy things to eat around the holidays. Right, right. Um, or you know, so it depends on the season, on studies, on on social media as well. But it is fun, and we do. Um, I'm glad you brought that up, though. 
because we do quite a few health and wellness segments, and we try and help our viewers and uh, just our just everyone really how to live better and healthier lifestyle, and that's mentally and physically. Yeah, it now, is a lot of fun. Yeah, now now I'm I'm sure, and I've never done it, but all of the programs, and this is uh, all the networks and cable stations, they have. If you want to contact us, it's uh, info at Fox and Friends or CNN or something like mm-hmm. that. And uh, do you ever get any brilliant emails from a listener that really you take back to the group and they say, wow, this is a topic in that health and wellness space or any other that, that mm-hmm. we absolutely never thought of, but it, it would be good? Yes, most definitely. And as a booking producer, the best way to do your job is, yeah, you can pitch ideas and um, you can seek out other stories and trends that are out there to bring back to your team. But a lot of the work is just doing an outreach, which I do on LinkedIn almost every day now. And it's oh, wow. picking up quite a bit. Yeah. And so what I do is I ask for pitches and people send them to me, whether it's on email or LinkedIn. A lot of people will write in, email me comments or message me on LinkedIn about their pitches and their stories, whether they have a doctor as an expert or you know a psychologist. And so that's actually proven to be very helpful for me, my job, and uh, benefiting the show as well to make it uh, even that much better. Yeah. So it's a lot of fun, and I, I, I highly recommend, if you're not on LinkedIn, to get on that. I post almost every day and get as many people to respond to me as possible wow. with uh, pitches and ideas. Excellent. Now, without getting into details, no names, and, and just to let everybody know, you did work at Inside Edition in the past. I did. I did. So, so your answer may be Fox or Inside Edition. We don't know. Uh, in the, again, in that health and wellness space, I'm interested. Were there topics or guests, and no names, of course, that had high expectations but at the end of the day, you realized you all sat around and said, that segment bombed. Any topic that you could maybe share an idea? I may have Honestly, stumped you here. I may have stumped you, you. You may have. Hey, this is why you have your own radio show. That's right. Um, but no, that's, that's really interesting. I think just with any segment, any show that you're on, so the two shows that I've worked for and I currently work for, it really just depends on the execution, whether the guest is good or not, and hopefully I'm doing my job correctly of booking a good guest. Uh, So that's one checkbox off, right? You want to be able to book the best guest so viewers at home can watch on TV and be intrigued. We always say in the business that the guest, if you have the, if someone in the household has mute on on their TV, would the guest still be interested in the segment if they're just looking at the screen? Whether right, that's, right. You know, sure. Themselves, visuals, um, the demo table, all of that goes into making a great segment, uh, whether it's taped or live. So I can't necessarily, I mean, definitely not mentioning any names, but yeah. um, I think overall, just making sure that there's a good TV segment, what makes good TV is just having the whole package. Right. And so uh, that comes from booking, producing, and then the host just taking it away. So it's a lot of teamwork. Yeah. Um, and just and making sure every little element is correct. Absolutely. An easier question before we take a break. How about the best health and wellness medical segment that you think just knocked it out of the park? I think a lot of the second segments we do with Dr. Oz right. um, are fantastic on our show. So he'll come on regularly and um, we're really grateful for his time. But I want to say that for you when you came on our program. Right. And you were with Ed Henry. Yes. Um, when he was talking about his own personal story and help 
his sister. Yes. Um, donating his, part of his liver to his sister. And you came on our program and talked about that and the importance and just reassuring that he's going to be okay, uh, his sister's going to be okay. Um, that was just a very powerful interview and a really powerful morning. So I want to thank you personally. Oh, for it, 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 uh, I mean, to, the, to this day, people will come in. A man yesterday uh, who I hadn't seen in six months, he, he first thing he said, how is Ed Henry and his sister? And, oh, and, uh, and he said, you didn't do the surgery, did you? And I said, you know, for complete, you know, people still think I'm involved. I'm like, no, I did. It was the great people at Mount Sinai. But, uh, but again, that was, that was t- for me, one of those great uh, experiences. And uh, it's, it's very powerful. Bridget, what we're going to do, if you've got a few minutes, we're going to take a break, come back. I want to ask about some millennial health concerns. And I think you might be able to uh, comment on that. You good, Bridget? Awesome. All right. I will stick around. Stay tuned. We will be right back. I'm Dr. Joe Galati. Don't forget, drjoegalati.com. Stay tuned. Welcome back, everybody. Dr. Joe Galati, your health first. And as I say every Sunday evening, we have the best experts on the program. We bring you great info, and we play the best music. On the line, continuing is Bridget Gleason with Fox News Channel. Do you like Bruce Springsteen? Have you ever seen him in concert? I- love Bruce Springsteen. That was one of my first concerts I went to as a kid. Uh, so I am a huge fan of his. Uh, he's, he, I, I haven't, uh, gosh, it's been about eight or ten years, but he puts on a great concert. Oh my gosh. Our, he's the boss. He is. He is. All right. If you're just joining us this segment, Bridget Gleason is with the Fox News Channel. She is a booking producer on Fox and Friends. I'm sure all of you are familiar with that. And in a nutshell, she gets the people on the program and sets the whole segment up. Now, millennial health, the health of our young adults, the next generation, which I am guessing you obviously fit into. You know, what amongst your friends, coworkers, relatives, your cousins, what health issues, concerns are people talking about, if any? What, what's, what's the chatter? So the chatter amongst myself and my friends, uh, those people who I surround myself with, is anxiety and depression. Those are two of the major uh, mental health topics that we discuss, and uh, I think they're very important. What about you? What do you think? Well, you know, I think you're right, and I I don't know, not so much I don't know why, but I would say the concerns of your parents about maybe getting cancer or liver disease or, or, or uh, having a heart attack uh, or I'm overweight and I'm not eating right. The millennials are not necessarily having those on their own radar screen. I think from observing them and talking to them, there is a fair amount of anxiety. And it's, it's a challenge to figure out why. Is it related to social media? 
Does that create isolation? We're not hanging out the way we used to. We're not calling people. We're not talking as much. We're texting. But I I think it is something that we need to further delve into because it's, you know, uh, everybody is just too precious to not make sure they're functioning at their highest. Now, what, what does the conversation sound like? Yeah, and I'd like to go back into that one point that you just mentioned, just about being on social media, right? We're not communicating the way that we used to, but then again, technology isn't the way that it has it used to be, right? Right. So, and one one end of the spectrum, you could argue that we're talking to each other, we're just texting, we're not calling, we're not writing, we're not meeting face to face. But then the other side is that, and this is still very positive. I think that we all have kind of made this seem negative or put this in a negative light is that we are talking even more than ever on social media and all these different platforms. Right. Um, I'm talking to strangers every day on LinkedIn and connecting and I necessarily don't meet them in person, but that connection and that bond made online take, for instance, dating online, right? Right. On the apps. Uh, We're still connecting. And so I think that just the way that you look at that and the perspective of how we communicate is really interesting. And so, I don't know. I mean, are we anxious and depressed as millennials because we're listening to other people tell us that that's it's not a proper way to communicate? I don't know. Are we thinking about what our parents are telling us to do? Are we trying to make them happy instead of ourselves? Is it work? Are we just doing a nine-to-five job that we don't really love? Right. Or, you know, I think there's a lot of different scenarios. And I think if you're just not doing what you love and what makes you happy every day, that's going to lead to anxiety and depression. Exactly. Um, are you anxious? Are you anxious about other people's judgment, judgments and opinions about you? Uh, that takes a lot. That's a lot of space in your mind. And uh, that space could be used in a positive way, helping others and uh, living your best life. So, yeah, uh, you know, really I, interesting topic. You know, I think I think the social media part too much. You know, some would say too much of anything is bad. If if you tell me that you have a greasy cheeseburger with bacon once a month, I'm probably not going to, you know, blink once. I'm going to say, that's great, Bridget. Keep going out. Keep walking. Keep exercising. You know, get to bed, okay, get to bed early. Right. But if you're you're doing it every day, that's a major problem. With social media... I, I, we can't lose our basic skills of speaking to one another, communicating, and not being afraid to pick up the phone and, right. and, and talk with one another. Do the uh, colleagues and, and, and people that you're surrounded by, outside of the anxiety and or depression or, or this, this worrying that, that they have, do they worry about what they eat or are they exercising? Does that come up in conversation because there's there's even more people than ever that are exercising there's more outlets uh you know between uh spin classes and pilates and yoga it's it's on every corner does that come up amazing it does it does um especially in new york where i live but i know that when i go back home to texas where my family lives which you and i have in common so Uh soon but yeah everyone today is joining classes and joining groups whether it's running biking uh Boxing, hockey, hiking, classes. yeah, yeah, I, yeah. That's for sure. And these classes, this is a great outlet. One, because you're staying active, right? But two, you're meeting up with your friends in person, and you're meeting new people. If you go to this class every week, 
you're going to be meeting new people, forming new relationships, uh, friendships, and while staying active. I think it's uh, really important, and it's awesome that these platforms and the apps are, you know, allowing you to, okay, I'm going to sign up for this class. I'm going to show up. I'm going to work out, and I'm going to be happy. So I think it's great. It is. It is. Now, you know, the one, the one topic I love to talk about is food. And now I think Everyone you take you take any millennial and, you know, I don't want to label, you know, you're a millennial and I'm not. But, you know, uh, that will we'll say the uh, 20 to 35 year old uh, or so, you know, they're foodies. They love to go out. They're trying new restaurants, which is good. And of course, you got to watch it. You're not eating out seven nights a week and you're going to gain weight. But are there many of your friends or colleagues or coworkers that really get into cooking at home? And not just tearing off the top and hitting the microwave timer for two minutes. Do you see that much? Yeah, I don't see it as much, but I do have friends who, uh, one, they they love to post, right? So they love to post things on Instagram, social media um, of food that they cooked for their friends or even for just themselves. So I don't think, though, that I think everyone's just on the run. I mean, living in a city, at least, everyone's on the move. Everyone's going everywhere all the time, and I don't personally, I don't have time to cook for myself, or I don't make time, and I right. think that's one thing I could change. I don't think that's really a topic of discussion just yet, and I hope we can get to that, but people are now doing the deliveries, so yes. they're prepared meals and portion-sized, and you know, you get your vegetables, you get your protein. What are your thoughts on those? Because I've used them a few times with my roommate and I, and um uh, we love them because we get home from work late and uh, we just have a meal already. Prepared. Yeah. You know, I think I, I think Chinese takeout or Mexican takeout <laughs> is the pits. But if you get these mm-hmm. delivery services that actually are, for the most part, portion controlled, balanced, it is second best to eating a fresh from scratch meal. That's that's the way I would I would look at it. So I would say if you're doing that and you could afford it and you stick with it, I would think it's it's okay. I um I'm not against it. My kids have done it and uh I've tasted the food and it's it's very acceptable. I, I want to make sure do you have the skills that you can make a meal on your own? Rather than, oh my gosh, the, the delivery guy didn't come or the food is expired, and now I don't know what to do. You have to have those basic skills of right. yep. being I able to throw comes- it throw it together because at the end of the day, you may need to just stand on your own and have the confidence to do it. Yeah, I think that we're all capable of. It's just a matter of fact of, okay, I'm not going to have this judgment of myself if, no, I burned the chicken or I burned something this time. But yeah, uh, taking the chance, and if you're not used to cooking, just do so. I mean, my parents probably think that I can't really because I just never do it. But I can. I'm able to. Um, and if you just take the time to do so, yeah, I think we could all have a better and healthier lifestyle, even if we cook only a few times a week. Or what are yes. your opinions on uh, meal prepping? That's really big. So a lot of us millennials, we meal prep. Um, so Sunday before work, a lot of my friends, especially the ones I played soccer with in college, will meal prep for the rest of the week, and they'll post it on Instagram. And, you know, we like to post. We like to post about food. And I think maybe it can inspire other people. But what are your uh, thoughts about meal prepping? It It, it is, yeah. I, I, I think it's it's very important. And, and, again, if you're meal prepping, you are at least are showing 
interest in going out to the market, picking up a handful of fruits and vegetables, and you're taking 10 to 30 minutes or longer to get this prepped up, cook it up, and then you've got your stash in the fridge or freezer for the week. So uh, again, I, I think if people are exposed, and again, bringing back in social media, I know the posting does inspire people. It doesn't inspire everybody, but it, it, it does uh, help. And uh, you know, as, as we've said before, if you could help one person turn their life around to learn to enjoy eggplant or zucchini, I'm happy, and I'm sure you are too. Great. Yeah. That's really great. And I think also we all go to farmer's markets, especially millennials. We love to go to farmer's markets. We love to take photos, see all the people and the dogs, and try the free samples. Like when I go back to San Antonio, I love going to the Pearl Brewery and going to that farmer's market. Sure. It's the best one. It's my favorite. But I think we can all take advantage of the farmer's markets and local produce and actually purchase vegetables, right? Actually, instead of just walking around, why don't we buy a few veggies? Buy I would some think. local produce. I would think. Yeah. All right, Bridget. Now, I guess we gotta you gotta end this segment. The uh, people in the control room are waving at us. Hopefully, with a little luck, you'll be in town in Houston a little later in the month, and we'll get you uh, back on. How does that sound? That sounds amazing. I can't wait. I can't wait to be back in Texas. All right. We've been talking with Bridget Gleason. Thanks so much for coming on tonight. Appreciate it. Now get back to meal prepping or whatever you were going to do rest of tonight, all right? Sounds great. Thank you so much for having me. All right. Take care. Final segment for this Sunday evening of Your Health First. Don't forget, go to drjogalati.com, sign up for our newsletter. Everything we do, have done, 17 years worth, is all posted on drjogalati.com. Now, we have a winner for the book giveaway, Raquel. Now, this is something new. She is from Ephrata, Washington. Washington State, that is, I had to go to the map. It is somewhere between Tacoma and Spokane. It looks like it's in the middle of nowhere. But tomorrow, we'll box up two books and send them out to Raquel. And if you want your own copy, I'm sure just head over to Amazon for a copy of Eating Yourself Sick. All right. Well, I want to thank Bridget Gleason for coming on. And I I believe that the importance of that conversation on Millennials and health. And when you look at her original comment, what are millennials talking about? Anxiety and depression. And when you go to the research, this is exactly what is being published. And in a uh, report from, actually it's Blue Cross Blue Shield, They did a health analysis of millennials, and it is not pretty. And quoting the article, millennials are seeing their health decline faster, faster. With all the darn technology we have, how could it be that these people, their health is declining faster than previous generations as they age? This this extends into both physical health, such as hypertension and high cholesterol, I'll comment on that in a minute. 
and behavioral health conditions such as major depression and hyperactivity. So I'd have to say she nailed it on the head. Without intervention, millennials could feasibly see mortality rates climb up by more than 40% compared to Gen Xers at the same age. Obviously, this is going to have higher health care costs. And what I have been saying for a good number of years, if we do not address this, we're going to have an entire group, an entire generation, when they are 35, 40, 50 years old, suffering from heart disease, cancer, liver disease, of course, that's what I see, and I am seeing it now, and they're not going to be able to work. They're going to be on disability. It's going to cost all of us a boatload to care for them. And so one of the reasons, if you look at outside of the anxiety and depression, and we could try to guess why that's happening, but the hypertension and high cholesterol, I'm going to say right here, is tied to what they're eating, what we are eating. The amount, eating out, and that's why I, I always stress the cooking at home part or less processed food. And Bridget talked about meal prepping. And of course, while I'm sitting here talking with her, my phone is, is blowing up from my daughter saying, wait a second, Dad, I am cooking as you speak. And she starts sending me pictures. And of course, she is she has made an entire dinner. And she says, yes, I am food prepping for the remainder of the week. So Elizabeth, hats off to you. I'm watching. I know you're, you're a good example of what needs to be done. Now, the one, the one other point here, with, with the holidays and people are, your family, your kids in particular, are going to be coming home, either from school They have a little bit of time off during the holidays, family reunions, get-togethers. I have always felt that that is the time where parents or grandparents have to check in with your other family members. If it's parents checking in with their kids or an older brother or sister with a younger brother or sister or vice versa, we need to talk. And when you're sitting at home with them, maybe they're visiting for a day, maybe they're home for a week. You have to be able to check in and talk about friends and relationships. It's hard, but you have to talk about some noticeable weight gain. What about their nutrition? Are there issues with alcohol or drug use? Do they have any specific complaints? Now, you may be totally unrelated to healthcare. You don't have to be a nurse or a doctor or a pharmacist, dietitian to sit down and talk with your family. And say, how are you feeling? How's your vision? You having any headaches? Stomach issues? How's your sleep? Emotionally, how are you doing? Spend time and observe how they're doing. If you yourself are taking your blood pressure, if you've got a blood pressure problem, I would say, look, ask them if they've gone to the doctor. Take their blood pressure. Do a quick screen some morning. See if they have hypertension. You could ask them to step on the scale. Again, this is not to be punitive It is to try to open up a dialogue because when you look at how many young people are at risk for heart disease and cancer, kidney disease, orthopedic issues, let alone all of the 
mental health issues, this is a responsibility we all have to address. And I feel myself, this program, Your Health First, it's a great name. We have to put your health first, the health of yourselves and those around you, our community, people we love, people we care about. And so try to use the upcoming holidays as a time to check in with one another. It's okay if your kid gained weight and just ask, hey, what, what's happening? Are you not exercising as much? You, don't, you haven't made any friends and you're sitting at home eating Pop-Tarts in the morning? Anyway, all right, we're going to have to cut out. I'm Dr. Joe Galati. It's always a great pleasure being here every Sunday evening. Don't forget, drjoegalati.com. Have a great week. Don't let the holidays drive you crazy. Eat well, try to exercise, and guess what? Next Sunday at 7, we will be right back. Take care. Thanks for listening today to our podcast. Don't forget, for more information, check out drjoegalati.com. Information about my book, Eating Yourself Sick, is available there, as well as our clinical practice, radio program, and social media links. We need you to be part of our tribe and community. Until we meet again, I'm Dr. Joe Galati. Ciao.